This episode brought to you by Gorebox, the only monthly subscription box that gives horror fans what they want, actual gore. When you sign up, you will receive a box each month filled to the brim with officially licensed collectibles celebrating the two-term vice president, Al Gore. The fellas down at Gorebox have the inside scoop on where to find the latest hard-to-find climate change literature and merchandise. They aim to provide you with a unique monthly experience through their boxes, which are curated specifically for Al Gore fans. No Mike Pence, no Spiro Agnew, just Al Gore. Sign up today for yourself or surprise a friend with a monthly subscription. That's Gorebox. Sign up today at algore.com. That's A-L-G-O-R-E dot com. Use promo code HMT at checkout to receive a tipper bonus. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. get priority but we also review older horror movies both good and horrible wow that didn't sound good oh what is that was it cel- was it celebrate that they played celebrate good times come on I will. <laughs> uh, well, hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. I'm Bryce Hansen. I hold a PhD in spoopology. And across from me sits... David Day. I am the foremost expert in scare meow meows. So, um, before we start, we just want to give a shout out to our awesome community. This is the cool thing about Horror Movie Talk podcast, which you might not know. We have the best community of any podcast you've ever listened to. So join us at our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups, groups slash, slash horror movie talk. Or just probably. search for it. Yeah. Uh, join it us. really is the best. We're constantly talking on there. People give away movies. It's nice. It's a nice place. It's a, it's a good it's a good positive place to be in an otherwise barren desert of negativity and shit eaters. Right. Um, if you want to check out our other social media as well, the best way to go is to go to our website at horrormovietalk.com. There we have links to all the things. Uh, we post new episodes every Wednesday, so if you like us, subscribe. And if you really want to help out and get us visible to other people, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you want to be part of the show, call 682-253-4468 and we might play your voicemail on a future episode. We've got a great show today. Oh, yay, David! Yay! Long awaited. This is one of those movies that I've threatened David with because I know he hates the idea of watching it. This and Human Centipede. Today we're going to be talking about Hostel. Yeah. Eli Roth's 2005. Five? Yeah. Uh, horror movie. I think it's five. It's either five or six. I think it's either five or four. Um, we'll, st- of Saw. we'll start out by giving a brief review on our score for the movie. We score on a scale of one to 10, one being a miserable dredge where it makes you angry. Five being an average film that hits all the expected marks and 10 being so good. It transcends genre boundaries. 
After we give our score, we'll talk about spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. And then later on, kind of a short episode, we're just going to be doing taglines. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to talk about this movie because, you, like you said, you've been threatening me with this for a long time, which I don't appreciate. doesn't seem like something a friend would do. Uh, See, but- when I when I mentioned it, we were driving. This is back in like carpool days. I mentioned it, said like it's a great movie, and you're like, no, I, because you're really not into like the torture porn that was popular in like the whole decade of mid to late mid two thousands to to two thousand teens, and uh, you were very averse to seeing this movie, and I was like, man. You gotta see it. So I got you to see it. Yeah. Well, you yes, you made me. We can thrust each other, thrust on each other any horror movie we want, really, because we each choose. Which would there be a movie that you think like you just would not watch? You just say no. It sounds like I would have difficulty actually watching Human Centipede two. Right. Um. You know, I don't know. I don't. there's probably not many that I wouldn't start watching. I think I always can shift the gears. Like if I'm feeling into it or engaged or empathetic, if it gets to a point where it's super disturbing, I can just always switch to this is not real. This is a movie. All of that is makeup. Right. And it it doesn't bother me. I, I start thinking of it in terms of like artistry. But that's not really what I want either. Right. You know, I want to actually be engaged and like experience in the movie. Anyways, we saw Hostel and it was as great as I remember it. Here is the trailer. I'm gonna not gonna make you listen to the whole trailer because it's just music and icky sounds. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, there's no like actual dialogue in it. So um, I'm gonna you can go to YouTube and watch the trailer if you really want to. I'm not gonna make you listen to a two minutes of spooky goopy sounds. Uh, Hostel can be found with ads uh, for free on Peacock. Um, I'm sure David has plenty to say about this, and wherever you can rent movies, you can find it in lots of different places. Yeah, I, for some reason, like, I know what Peacock is now. Like, mm-hmm. I can get to it on my phone. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch it on my phone. Uh wanted to watch it on my TV, but I use a Fire Stick. Mm. Um, and my other TV is a is a smart TV, and it doesn't support all kinds of apps that are just normal, like Disney+. Plus. It just What kind of smart TV is it? I can't recall. Uh, mm. It's a, it's an early-ish smart oh, TV. Okay. So, um, anyway, so... Try to get, you know, I could get the NBC, quote unquote, NBC app on my uh-huh. Fire Stick. I, Peacock app does not exist, at least for me, in the, in the app store in the, in the Fire Stick. And I could yeah. not, I could not fucking, and they were so goddamn annoying because in the Fire, in, in the NBC app, there was a promo section titled Peacock. And so I would go to this section, there was no search feature. And every time I typed in uh, Hostel, I just got a bunch of reality TV show clips <laughs> thrown at me. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And 
So the literally the only way to watch it on my particular Fire Stick, for some reason, was to rent it on Amazon for $4. So that's what I did. Yeah. Yeah, man, that's really annoying about streaming platforms. Like the random like pissing matches that these giant corporations get for each other. Like, get in with their selves. NBC couldn't. I had the NBC app, but it wasn't on the NBC app. It was on the NBC Peacock app. Yeah, so... It's fucking itself. It's like these negotiations where, oh, you can't get HBO Go on PlayStation because negotiations fell through for, you know, whatever platform licenses that they need to do. Or on Amazon, they're like, well, fuck no, we're not going to put anything on from Google, you know? We're not going to put YouTube stuff on here because they're a competitor. Yeah, it's... um, Anyways... I was able to figure out, probably the best decision we made when we bought our TV was to choose based on um, how user-friendly the, the uh, interface was for mm. like the smart TV stuff. I'll tell you what, Roku is great. If you find a smart TV with like Roku on it, mm. just do that. I got to say, normally the Fire Stick is very adequate. Mm-hmm. Very, very adequate. I hate Amazon's user interface on Amazon Fire. It's the worst out of all of them. It's impressively bad. Do you have you tried it lately? Uh, Has it been many years? It's been a while, but yeah. I mean it's like you, I mean I go on Amazon Prime on It's Roku. much worse. It's much worse on Amazon on the web browser. Yeah. I mean it's like it, like little things like if you're watching a season or like a TV show it's very hard to find like the season or the next season. Like they're different listings. Like you have to no. go to like related to this is Wrong. season two. Wrong. Oh, that's the way it used to be. Yeah. It was really it, annoying. It did used to be very annoying. Um. Anyways, enough right. about technology. Hostel is about a college student. Josh is a good student and a nice guy, albeit a little predictable. He is unceremoniously dumped by his whorish girlfriend. Among the people he turns to in his hour of despair is his Icelandic pal, Ollie, and American buddy, Paxton. Josh, impulsively, for a change, decides to backpack through Europe with his friends. As the four try to make their way to Bratislava, they run into a few obstacles and a few adventures. So that previous paragraph was based off a of synopsis for euro trip <laughs> really uh-huh. wow it's... i just basically edited a lot of stuff in euro trip yeah, no that's accurate um this movie along with the previous years saw ushered in a renaissance of torture porn horror movies that dominated the mid 2000s to 20 teens while there is a lot of just awful and cliche prone movies that come after hostile stands as a unique premise and genre mixing film that holds up today uh this is a slow burn horror movie that doesn't put all its cards on the table until about halfway into the film it feels like a buddy road trip comedy for the entire first half then abruptly abruptly goes into graphic and brutal gore in the last half yeah it's it's impressive it is impressive the switch the swap and it's one of eli roth's things you know yeah it's he he goes hard in the paint when right. it's time to go he's like fuck it this is a horror movie right um it's definitely exploitative from the generous heaping 
of bare tits to the sinkfuls of mangled limbs, it's not purporting to be high art. However, in this lane of horror films, it does take extra care in providing a framework for these exploitative elements to exist believably. I mean, we just reviewed My Bloody Valentine, which is, you know, your generic yeah. 80s slasher. And just outside of the kills and because the, the slashers are exploitative movie. It's like you're just there to see creative kills by its. Yeah, by its nature. I mean, it's you're you want to see slashes and uh, <laughs> the the framework in which they put that is what makes the movies different because like who cares if it's Jason or if it's Freddy Krueger or if it's Michael Myers oh, a doing, lot of people care very doing very the much. slashing like what is it what are you trying to get yourself into there's minor i mean honestly like Friday the 13th steals whole cloth from Halloween like a lot of the kills it's like oh that is exactly the same as the way they did it and so it's kind of incidental who's doing it mm. And then the framework is like, okay, what's the story around this? Or who are the people that are going to be the victims? That's why I like Child's Play so much. Right. It's different. Right. And this one is similarly exploitative. It's about seeing, you know, some gore and torture in the end, you know. Um, and the framework they provide around it is like, it's a whole movie in itself, you know. Yeah. Um, so it's it just goes the extra mile. Um, I love. But this is beyond slasher. I mean, this yeah, is, it's, this it's is different. A, this is next level brutality. Yeah. Um, and and really intentionally just kind of taking your face and like pushing it into the toilet. Right. You know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's, it's very uh, intensely supposed to be unsettling for you. Right. But even when I'm watching it, I'm, I realize like this is not. It's not as bad as I remember it in terms of like... It's not nearly as bad as what I had expected. imagined. Yeah. I had, it's yeah. one of those things where it's like Pulp Fiction where they talk about how violent it is. Yeah. It's like if you watch Pulp Fiction, there's literally no violence on screen. It's all implied. And uh, and you're so desensitized. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I've seen the internet. Right. For 25 or 30 years, like. So I'm unapologetic about loving this movie. It goes all the way with every idea it approaches. Um, it goes 100%. Seeing this as a single young male is probably the best way to view it because it really preys on your basest desires and fears, which is, you know, getting pussy. <laughs> <laughs> and then dying, I guess. <laughs> uh, man, you know, you said later in the show we have a... Um we what what's the segment we're doing at the end of this? Taglines. Tag yeah, it's boy, you almost said one of my taglines. <laughs> uh so I give it a score of ten out of ten. This is like one of my favorite horror movies. This is one where I watched it and immediately just appreciated it for what it was. I was like, this is actually great. I think the premise is uh, it's one of those things with horror movies it's hard to appreciate the unique premises of like, well, wait a minute, this hasn't really been done before of specifically focusing on, um, just super hot women luring in men to be tortured at, like as a honeypot, like, like the honeypot in horror is not, I can't think of a lot of examples of it. And it's, this is pretty specific with the the ideas that it uses. Is I don't feel yeah, it's been done before. It's interesting. It's interesting because it's exploitative 
in a subversive way. Uh huh. You know, it's like normally you show your tits and then you get killed. Right. Um. You know, it's instead of you show your tits and then you kill. They kill you. You get killed because you saw the tits. Right. Um. <laughs> But at this point, we're just splitting hands. They're like poison tits. <laughs> uh, I will say they were the nicest tits I've seen in any movie, including pornos. Um, yeah. These these young ladies are exceptionally good looking. I mean, you're going to be, you'll be, if, you, if your question is, Can I see one titty? Yes. <laughs> oh yay, David! Yes, yay. is the answer. Like it's it's a uh, plentiful. I'll say I uh, I had built this movie up in my head quite a bit. I'd heard a lot about you know I I you do certain things with you with yourself, right? Right? You go, I'm this kind of guy. <laughs> I don't like this kind of thing. Right? I do like that kind of thing. I'm a man's man, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You build an ego for yourself and then you try and stay true to it. Because what would you be if not for all the things that you base your ego on, right? Um, so coming into this, I had a decent amount of just dread. Well, not dread so much as like, well, here it goes. I'm going to, I guess I got to watch this bullshit now. Despot bullshit now. And, um, and you know, I, I've I've always been a fan of uh, Cabin Fever. Uh-huh. I saw it in theaters and was blown away by the sense of humor and mm-hmm. the l- levels of depravity that it was willing to go to, <laughs> while also maintaining like a certain level of class somehow. Uh-huh. But Eli Roth is not a classy man, and he makes no aspersions to being a classy man. Right. Uh, and but and his movies are all very Eli Rothy. Right. Um, this, if you're not familiar with Eli Roth, he is the Bear Jew from Inglorious Bastards. <laughs> He's the the man who busts Nazis head open heads open uh, as a Jewish man from the Bronx mm-hmm. or something like that. Much like our Irish friend. <laughs> Rojo, who's also from the Bronx. Um, and so this was a very Eli Rothy movie, mm-hmm. and I I had a good time with it. Um, a pretty good time. It was definitely uncomfortable where it was supposed to be uncomfortable. Right. I did not enjoy the extreme amount of discomfort that the movie intends to give you. Uh-huh. But you're not... I wasn't supposed to. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't nearly what i thought it was going to be right um to be honest with you a lot of the violence is implied mm-hmm. um and uh and there's so much focus on on the part of the movie that i enjoy the most about horror movies which is the start the light and breezy like we're really really gonna pad you into this right like we're gonna put you in a nice padded room and it's gonna be frilly and frothy and it's gonna be fun and there's so much focus on that throughout, even even into the last act. <laughs> yeah, um, it really it really kind of the last act just starts to dip you into the insanity very very heavily. Right at the very end. Right. So 
Um, it was not, you know, I, I, I said to myself, I'm not a gore porn kind of guy, right, right. but now I'm starting to question whether gore porn actually exists in the way that I thought it did. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I watched this movie and I was like, I can't see how David couldn't love this. Like it felt like pretty, pretty well into your lane. I, I really enjoy movies like I've said this before. RoboCop 2 is one of my favorites, and uh-huh. it has parts just like this movie that are intended uh-huh. to make you very squeamish. Uh-huh. I, I did watch Guinea Pig 2, Flower of Flesh and Blood this week, <laughs> okay, which is a literally a gore porn movie. Mm. Uh, it's just the whole movie mm-hmm. is just a man cutting up a woman and torturing her. That's the movie. And, uh, and Char- okay. Charlie Sheen in 85 or 6 when this movie came out, he called the police when he watched it. Because he was like, somebody is hurt somewhere. And he was incredibly high on coke, probably. Maybe, but, uh, but it, it is an, it is, it's a such a one trick pony though that it's also not disturbing, you know, right. because it's just torture. That, there's no storyline at all. Nothing. Right. No, it's no, nothing. Right. Anyway, so the, my point is, I don't know that anything is really all that disturbing to me now. <laughs> right. But, uh, Hostel goes, jumps through all the hoops that it ought to, to achieve and earn what it does to you. Right. Um, it's, it's a good, it's a good movie. I didn't, I wouldn't say I loved Hostel, uh-huh. but I, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's a bad movie by any stretch of the imagination. You gave this a ten out of ten. I gave already. it a ten out of ten. I I love it. Yeah, I'd say this this sits around uh, an eight for yeah. enjoyment factor for me. Um, I would probably watch it again. Yeah. Um, if for nothing else other than those beautiful women, I'm almost curious of how bad they get in the sequels because <laughs> there's a lot of hostile sequels. Is there? Yeah. Well, I know Eli Roth made two at least, but when I was googling or when I was on the IMDb, it seemed like there was. Like a whole bevy of sequels. I'll I'll chase I'll chase this down um, right now. Let's see what. Uh, anyway, you. you so I'm ahead. I'm glad that you liked it. I'm glad that you didn't like lock up and be like, oh, this is bullshit. Like, rah, 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 rah. well, I mean, I mean, I I, I don't think I, I, I don't think I would do that because I just generally don't. I mean, right. That's I not my. I don't not my mode. I don't think like you can. It's like impossible to hate that first half of just like. This is such a buddy, like, ridiculous movie. Yeah. It's so of its time. It felt kind of wrong turn-like at the start. Yeah, and it's elevated Yeah, to where it's like, you know, if you watch one of these kind of sex comedy movies in the 2000s or late 90s, like like American Pie or something like that, um. It still doesn't show as much tits as this one does. Like, yeah. it, it goes hard. And and Eli Roth kind of he's he's a shock jockey, right? Like his deal, like he's been called um, a a bro, you know, like and yeah. and and it's intentionally it's intentionally subversive in in a lot of different ways, like casual racism. Um, homophobia, homophobia, uh, misogyny, and that's all part of the package. Like that's what you're getting into with Eli Roth, right? And he's gonna poke at it because he knows it makes you uncomfortable, probably. But also, it's kind of of the time. It is like 
that kind of casual in in fiction in movies like they kind of underlined it more mm-hmm. like oh yeah straight white guys don't like gays right like and it's and whether and and how much truth that comes with that statement uh it doesn't matter because that's the joke right you know so anyways um Let's talk briefly about our Patreon. If you're listening to this episode, you could have listened to it probably a little earlier if you sign up to be a patron because we drop them like as soon as they're edited um, at a certain tier. Also, you can get in on influencing what movies we watch by um, uh, nominating and voting for one movie a month as a group of patrons. Um, so check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk. Um, there's going to be a tier perks or that you'll like, or just if you like the idea of supporting us, it literally is one of the most supportive things you can do. Yeah, for, for sure. And, and, you know, if you want to rep our brand, you can head on over to horrormovietalk.com slash shop and, you know, uh, get a shirt for you or a loved one who likes horror movie talk. Make a present out of it. Get a get a sticker. Who, uh, w- which are were mostly all made by our hard fucking artist Dustin Goble. Mm-hmm. And a little bit of that will go to Dustin. Yeah. Speaking of Dustin, um, you can find him on Instagram at dgobel zero zero. That's at d g o e b e l zero zero. Um, and you can definitely reach out to him for commissions. Um, and he does. He's done some awesome commissions for a lot of our fans. Like you can uh, send send him, send him a picture of like your loved one and say like, hey, could you combine her with Freddy Krueger or something like that? And he'll do it. And it's a really unique gift um, if you're looking for that. But also he does portraiture and, and stuff. He just posted uh, kind of a compilation of the last several months of artwork that he's done for HMT. And they're all portraits. Uh, I think he's been going for kind of a theme the last couple months. And all together, it looks... It looks awesome. It's really impressive. So Yeah, and you know, you can browse through his Instagram and see like different phases in his artistic journey. Um I, my favorite uh artistic mode that Dustin has was one time he was just drawing just dicks, you know, and there's this big veiny triumphant bastard that he was working on and it was great. So you can you can go check out his dick phase. And it's a good it's a good phase. If you want to call the show, call 682-253-4468, and you might hear yourself on a future episode. Thanks again for listening. Let's get into spoilers. Spoilers. Woo. Okay, so first thing that hops out at you is... That is produced by Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, they really push that in your face. They're like, huh? huh? <laughs> what do you think of this? Quentin Tarantino. So the story behind it is uh, Quentin Tarantino saw Cabin Fever, and he was a he, fever, <laughs> fever, and he was a big fan of Eli Roth. And I guess they talked to each other because Eli Roth is a writer director too, and I think Tarantino really respects anyone that writes and directs. Um, yeah. So actually, funny you should mention it. Uh, Hostel Three as you know, Hostel 2, I believe Eli Roth directed and wrote. Uh-huh. Um, but Hostel 3, he did not direct. Uh, a right. man named Scott Spiegel directed that, but Eli wrote it. Right. So, um, 
I, I guess the, I saw some interviews and Eli Roth talked about how, you know, he was talking with Quentin and he'd get these offers for studio pictures and he'd be like, he'd keep turning them down because he's not excited he'd rather do his own thing or like is and he asked Quentin if he was doing the right thing and Quentin's like yeah man just make your own make your own movies like do what you want and Eli mentioned kind of the idea for Hostel and Quentin was like that's awesome you have to make that movie that's that's a fantastic idea and so like Eli Roth sat down and in a couple of weeks he wrote up Hostel and uh Quentin Tarantino gave some input. Like I guess he said um something to the effect of when he was reviewing the the script, Tarantino would like point out stuff. It was like, no, that that only exists in movies. That'll bring people out. Like that that's not how a normal person would react to mm. that. And uh so he he did a couple tweaks and and uh yeah, I mean, it does not feel like a Tarantino movie. Like, no. It's not, it doesn't have his, his stink on it or anything, but it's a very high quality movie that you can tell that um, the people that made it and people that were involved um, care about movies and about telling a story well. Um, so that was that was his involvement, which I thought was interesting. I... I don't want to necessarily say that it there's some there's some sort of there's some sort of stank on it that's I mean it's ve- first of all it's just the most Eli Rothy movie you've ever seen but but there's some sort of I think the I think the ter- veneer of cheapness that the whole thing has um that a Tarantino movie wouldn't but it's it's almost Eli Roth's calling card. It's like uh, it's, it, yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't. I can't. I uh, wish I could put this into words better. I know. I'm I mean, failing. the other thing that feels kind of Tarantino, and I think is what, um, why they like each other so much. Those those two directors is that, um, it mixes genres and oh, it, yes. it borrows heavily from other genre movies. Yes, and so, you know, Tarantino is very um open about saying like yeah i i do that and i enjoy that and he talks about how one of his favorite movies was um abbott and costello meet frankenstein because it's combining two of his favorite genres of comedy and, and horror so okay so he sees like what like how you can um use the genre tropes to play against each other and you can see where one begins and one ends. Yeah. Like this is the Abbott and Costello part. And, but when they bring the monsters on, like the monsters don't break character. Right. They're a hundred percent universal monsters. Right. Put in the situation. So it's, it's similar to this where it's like, yeah, it's a buddy sex comedy movie and it's a hundred percent that, and you can define where that ends, right. you know, or, right. or where it starts transitioning into, this is a horror movie. Or yeah, I mean, as, so the the movie that comes to mind for me when you're talking about this is Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know it's an Ernest movie, right? But also, damn, <laughs> fucking snot goblins. Uh, so yeah, that that's kind of interesting. So yeah, it starts out. It's very much like this 
buddy movie with ugly Americans in Rip Europe. Ernest, by the way. He died just just a couple, couple oh, did he really? months ago, I think. Oh. Yeah, sad. What about Vern? Huh? You know, he was always talking to Vern. Yeah. I don't remember. Is Vern dead? I don't. Uh, oh, Vern was a character that he played as well, right? He played all the a lot of characters. No, Ernest would be. Vern? He would talk off camera to Vern, like that was part oh, of the character of Ernest. It's been so long. Okay. Anyways, we're dating ourselves. Um, you guys like Pee Wee Herman? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, they're very ugly american stereotype of oh, yeah. of loud not respecting rules be like speak american motherfucker <laughs> it's a good american impression uh, and it's fun this first half of the movie is really fun i mean they're making fun of fanny packs they're like they're doing the things that i would want to do yeah they go to amsterdam go to red light district they get and- real high and then they walk through the red light district and look at look at boobies and they're like, these boobies are great. Whoa, but look at these boobies, boobies over here. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. <laughs> it does. Yeah. Um, one of the, what was it? The line, I can't remember the context of this line, but I remember the Josh character, which is pretty awkward as fuck throughout the entire movie. He's talking about, he mentions the clitoris or something. The and mythical clitoris. And he's like, you know. Because he's talking to foreign yeah. women, yeah, so he's yeah. not sure if they're understanding him. What he goes, women have it. He's talking to the, he's talking to a dude. He's talking to the oh okay the dude who uh, honey pots him. Oh, I can't remember. The I context. think I just remember I love that line. It's like the clitters. What women, women? have it? <laughs> would you? Would you, Bryce the ex Mormon, go to Amsterdam, smoke pot? And uh, and then walk through the red light district as these young men did. Um. Well, I'd be with my wife. Um, I could see doing pot, doing the pot, doing marijuana. Uh-huh. Uh, and yeah, I could see walking through the red light district. Sure. It'd feel weird not to. Like that's like a <laughs> that's how, that's what you explain to her. Like so, I, <laughs> it would be weird if we didn't. Really, everyone would judge us. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't partake, you know, but yeah, I'd want to go see it. Be like, oh no, we can't, we can't go to, um, Carnival in Rio. I mean, they're topless, some of them. Well, you could, I mean, you could pick me one out and buy me a hook and I could, uh, well, no, I guess I'd be there with my wife as well. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. This movie, I really lived vicariously through this movie while Carrie was asleep on the couch. Right. Yeah. I mean, but it it very, very much um, establishes that these guys are here for one thing and one only. Uh, Getting pussy. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... I am pregnant to last five weeks, so can I start sex? They're out late, um, and they come back past curfew for this hostel, and they can't get back in, and they get saved by this... Random guy on a on a fire escape brings him into his room. Not sure if it's in a hostel or if it's just his apartment. But the guy is really cool, and there's people fucking in his room, and <laughs> it's a good vibe. It's a good vibe, and he mentions to them, "Oh, if you really want to get pussy, 
you know, you shouldn't go to these hostels. These are like played out. Go to um, Slovakia. Yeah, you got to head to the uh, the Russian satellite country, Slovakia. Right. And there's like, there's a hostel there where it's just fantastically hot women that want to fuck Americans because they just hear that accent. And they're like, nah. Not a lot of tourists there because Slovakia, but whoo, smoke shows all day long. So they get on board and they board a train to go to Bratislava. Brat, is that right? Wherever. Slovakia. Slovakia. And they're on a train. Um, there's some casual homophobia when they meet some some old dude on the train that eats salad with his hands and then makes a pass at Josh. Yeah, and they said salad fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Which... Is a, for those of you who may be too young to recall the early days of the internet, Salad Fingers, he was a he was a meme kind of creepy yeah, it, creepy thing. It passed me by. Like, there's a lot of nostalgia for Salad Fingers, and I watched some of it, and I'm like, uh, yeah, it's not great. It's just a it's just a, you know that this was the the beginning days of viral videos. Yeah, and they didn't quite know what they were yet, and it yeah, was a before, strange phenomenon. Before there was anything. It's like HomestarRunner.com would not make a splash today. No. But it's fantastic. Yeah. David, the pedals make it move more. Because the pedals make it move more. So anyways, they get to um, Slovakia and they find that it's absolutely true. It's a wash. It's a wonderland. Tens. I mean, we're talking... We're talking dimes on top of dimes, double thick dimes. It got two fucking nickels stacked on top of each other height. Yeah, I I almost think like an alternate title for this movie would be The Male Gaze the Movie because it's it's very very geared toward bros. Yeah, and yeah. uh and to the point where it's like almost real it's almost re- ridiculous because the setup for it is so ideal that they walk into this hostel and they say, okay, you're, you can go up and meet your roommates. And they're like, roommates? And they're like, oh, hostels. Am I right? We don't want any stinking roommates. Yeah. Foreigners. Boo. And they, you know how far the dollar goes in Slovakia? <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I know. Why would you not stay in a hotel in Slovakia? Right. It's, it's probably like $2 for a four-star Anyways, uh, they walk into the hostel room, and you d- describe how that goes down. Do you do you remember? Um, I I don't specifically. So they open the door. Oh yeah, there's people already in there, right? Yeah, the girls are are haven't cleaned up after them, and they're showering or something. So the girls they open the door, and in the mirror they see these girls like getting dressed. They're topless, yes. and they're like perfectly angled to where you can you can see everything and (laughs) and, i get why you love this movie so much it's uh this is just a thirst trap for bryce hostels just hostels just just bryce just pretty thick all right drooling all over the place like i'm the only one interested in i mean i have big tits and a tiny vagina oh man every red-blooded male is I was just enjoy this. thinking about am I pargant can I get can I get anyone here pregnant so 
or part they, they come in and like the music behind this moment is like harps. So oh, it's, yay, David! It's yay. literally like portraying heaven. Um, <laughs> as a, it's so over the top of like, this is perfect. Some would say it's a misogynistic view of women. Sure. Mm. Some may say that. Some. Um, and that we're misogynistic. Uh, you could say that. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to not deny it in this moment right now. It's pretty hard to... Do these people watch horror movies? Why are they watching horror movies? <laughs> Why are they listening to a horror movie podcast? <laughs> right. I came here for serious discussion about Hostel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stupid. You're stupid. Ew, David. So, um, and then as the girls, like, finish getting dressed, they start going out the door and they're like, we're going to the spa. You should join us. Come join us at the, the spa. We're going to be naked. The guys are like, oh, sorry. And the girls are like, Psh, this is Slovakia. Everybody show titty here. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> cool, cool. In fact, we go to sauna now. Have hot time. Ooh, so hot. In Soviet Russia, titty want to see you. <laughs> So <laughs> they go to the spa and of course, like the girls are topless and they're, they're like, nudity. And, um, the Icelandic guy is like showing off his shorn balls. See, this is where we show our wokeness. Like I wanted to see all these balls. I did too. It's, it's literally like a cock tease. Like they're teasing his cock right. to us. Saying like he's manicure. I mean, we're uh, we have a close relationship with Manscaped. We we'd... first question I had <laughs> was: Does this man have a subscription to Manscaped? Does is his lawnmower three trimmer? Does it have a new fresh uh, blade on it? It must, because you can replace the blade and they, and you can subscribe to Manscaped. Using the code HMT at checkout to get twenty percent off on free shipping, to get new blades sent to you every uh-huh. couple of months, sure. so that so that you know because that's what I was wondering when this guy was flashing his dick around. Yeah, they didn't show any of it. We we're just like you left to use our minds to to envision Icelandic balls. It was cruel. So, anyways, they're really into it, and they like party, and this is like. Literally, like the first forty minutes of the movie, it's great. Is basically this establishing very well that these girls are like, you know, I feel like there's alternate versions of this movie that don't end the way this one did that uh-huh. are just as fun to watch. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a there's some kind of website with hub at the end. Mm. I can't. Anyways, um. So then after like the first night of partying, um, so they, the, let's see, Paxton and Josh kind of hook up with Natalia and, and, uh, Slovakia girl. Mm. What's her name? I wrote it down somewhere. Natalia and fuck. Svetlana. Svetlana. I got it. Uh, So they group up with them, and then Ollie groups up with um, the receptionist Mm -hmm. at the hostel. And the next morning, like, Ollie's not around. They're like, where the fuck is Ollie? And they um, 
are trying to figure out where he is. They're leaving voicemails. They leave a note at the hospital. And they're like, you know, he's not here. Fuck him. He's probably at that that chick's apartment or whatever. Yeah. He'll find us. We'll leave a note. It's a reasonable... All, 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 all of everybody's... Everything is reasonable. Right. It's all assuming reasonable things. Nothing. I'm really curious about what the things are that Tarantino pointed out as like, that's not normal. Watch, ca- almost, watch Cabin Fever. You'll see them. Okay. You will see them. Yeah. You'll go, oh, oh, okay. Because in this situation, you could immediately go into very, very worried territory of like, where's Ollie though? Like, maybe something terrible happened. Right. Like, we haven't. Why isn't anyone telling us about it? It's like, no, it's just like, eh, whatever. He'll figure it out. We'll meet right. him later. Right. Um, and so they go off and, and start doing their thing. And this is the first like glimpse we have of something nefarious is happening because we see <clears throat> Ollie's severed head in this dank, moldy dungeon yeah. scene where a guy is like, cleaning up and whistling. So we know that Ollie's dead. Right. And as they're out, they visit, you know, as one does, a torture museum. Um, as you do. And they see a guy with Ollie's jacket. Like, hey, that's Ollie's jacket. There's only one of them, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> well, it had a specific patch on the arm. It was a, it was a certain color. Like- oh, I didn't even notice the patch. But yeah, they, they followed after him. It looked like the back of his head looked like Ollie for... Most of it. It's almost like it was the same actor. Yeah. Huh. And so they chase him down. But he and, was dead, so it couldn't have been him. Ends up, ends up being some other dude. And uh, have you ever been to a torture museum? No, sir. No, or I like not. any kind of exhibit that showed like medieval torture devices? No, but I'd buy that for a dollar. I've actually surprisingly seen a couple. <laughs> like, this is a thing. Um, so I'm trying to think. So one would be... Have you ever been to medieval times? What the fuck is going on? What has happened? No, I have you ever I, heard of medieval times? Like, like in the cable guy? Yeah, I guess through the cable guy. Yeah, I'm just like the cable guy. All I know about real life is stuff that I learned through TV and movies. Anyways, medieval times actually exist. Or if you go to Vegas, there's Excalibur, which is a very similar experience. What is medieval time? It's a, so it's medieval a, times is literally like. They put on. They reenact. They uh, reenact like a jousting tournament among these while knights. While you dine, while you dine, and you dine in in the round medieval style, <laughs> which is they just bring out like a like a whole roast chicken they or make, like a little mini roast chicken. They make sure you don't wash your hands beforehand, right? <laughs> and you don't have any utensils. You just have to use your your bare hands to. Rip apart this chicken. Oh, wow. That sounds... Wow! Jesus Christ. Why is that one so loud? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> but it's appropriate. <laughs> um, it's... it's the, the scene in Cable Guy is very, very authentic. Oh! Where it's like... Uh, in, <laughs> in, medieval ti- in medieval times, we didn't use utensils. And he's like... Well, in medieval times, did they have Pepsi? Like, <laughs> and she's like, man, I just got... There's a lot of other people I got to serve here. <laughs> so it's like that. So you watch the show and you Where got... Where is this? Is this a one place or is this a chain? Or it's is a chain. It... Where? What? I don't know. There's not one around here. Okay, I remember... I'm, I'm looking it up. Keep on. I went to one in Texas. I'm sure there's one in... 
in Vegas, there's well, I guess uh, Excalibur is would basically take that. Wow, Orlando, Chicago, Atlanta, Dallas, <laughs> Buena Park. It's fun. I mean, it's a fun experience. <laughs> so, anyways, all those first ones were like, yeah, okay. So this is a this is an East Coast Southern thing, and then <laughs> this is Buena Park, California. <laughs> okay uh go on so anyways as like an offshoot of this before you go in there they have like some exhibits out there and like merchandise that you can buy because i don't know if we mentioned this before but i had like a sword collection when i was a kid yeah. <laughs> i'm not super proud about being a mall ninja mm. when i was a youngster ew. but ew ew david ew no david i still like the idea of swords swords are just cool <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like if you, you don't ask, have the appropriate amount of shame about this. Like, uh, yes, when you ask, like, about anime or, or Japanese culture, you're like, well, why are they so obsessed with, like, mechs and, like, giant robots? And you're like, because they're fucking cool. What's what's wrong about giant mechs? They're, they're awesome. That's my deal with swords. Like, have you ever held a sword? They're cool. That's, I mean, if there was an argument for swords, that's it. Have you ever held one? And the person goes, no. And you go, well, that's the fucking problem, idiot. Anyways, as an offshoot of this, they had like a- Get you a sword. They had an exhibit that showed different methods of torture. (laughs) And it's so horrifying that it's like weird that it's there in a family entertainment environment. Because it's literally like, okay, so- it's very simple. You take this cone, which starts out at a point and then widens out to the size of a stool. <laughs> by the end of it, I and, see where this is going. And you just have someone sit on it. We need a shirt uh, just like, uh, uh, like, um, Doctor. Oh man, Doctor Drew. This right. just says, "Don't prolapse your anus." Right. So, <laughs> like, yeah, just like horrifying, like. Um, stuff like going up their ass and like ripping apart their innards and like taking intestines out and reeling them out on like a, a spit or just genuinely horrifying shit. And you're like, holy, holy shit. People did this to each other. Like this was, this was like legitimate punishment and actually entertainment. Well, it was just Thursday, really. (laughs) So I've seen stuff like that, and it's in, like, if you go to Madame Tussauds, sometimes they have an exhibit like that, or if you go to, like, Tower of London. I feel like like you live this other life that I have no idea about. I just like torture. What can I say? Okay. Well, everything's coming together. (laughs) You can see why I gave this a 10 out of 10. So so they go, and they they find the guy, and it's not not Ollie. Not Um, Ollie wearing the jacket. And they... Go out to, oh yeah, did you notice that when, um, they left a note that the, the room number they left? Oh, was or, it the shining room number? Yeah, it was 227. 237. 237. Anyways, they, um, keep going out. They go out again on the night and then it's like kind of a little more like the girls are slightly more cagey. Not just more cagey, but less interested. Yeah, less interested. They're a little more cagey. They're like speaking in in a German. foreign language instead of English to them, and it feels a little weird. I mean, the previous scene we saw with them in the disco, like the girls were like feeding them pills and stuff, so it was like 
Yeah, these are awesome girls. They give us sex and they give us drugs. Like, what's not to love? Yeah, it really does. It does a good job of, like, never doing the thing you necessarily expect right when you expect it. So, like, right. you felt like something nefarious was going on the first night in the club when the girls offered them drugs. Right. And you're like, okay, well, they're going to do doing drugs in horror movies is just not a good thing. Right. But it but it turns out it's a good night and then it ends in fucking hot sexy sexy sex. Yeah. Um with just dime on top of dime. Just beautiful nickels stacked. Ugh. Anyway, so uh so so they, subver- subver- does a good job of subverting your expectations. So this this time Keeping they start getting really inebriated and kind of like not feeling great. And so Josh and Paxton split up. Josh goes back to the hostel. He's like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. I, I know I got a headache. Um, he goes back to the hostel and then Paxton goes to the bathroom, but ends up getting locked out of the bar or something or get locked in some like closet or something. And we follow Josh and he gets basically kidnapped. And this is where it switches gears. Yeah. Cause now we see. When Josh wakes up, he's like, has a hood over him, and he can see he's in this dank, weird dungeon-like room. This is like straight out of Saw. Like, it's... The Saw took place in the bathroom of this place. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, and he looks around the room, and there's just tables full of torture implements, and some guy comes in with another guy, and he's like proves that he that josh is american no no that's uh that's when paxton uh, oh that's right. All right, right that's right this one leads and this is another example of subverting your expectations oh yeah because this one it shows the salad fingers guy right salad fingers he walks in him. and he's and you're like oh shit this is under his house this is like salad fingers his goddamn house right and uh and he's a torture guy he he just he just lives to torture people, mm-hmm. and and he's got it, and he's set up shop here in Slovakia, and uh, and and then he, you know, he fucks with him really, yeah, intensely. Um, so there's there's some really intense scenes, like he takes out a drill and starts drilling holes in him and stuff. And that and was very is, unpleasant. Yeah, this is one of those things where it's like, you kind of notice the technique, and you're like, okay, that's actually, it's not showing a lot, right? But it's very effective because. The most, like, um, um, extreme version of, of, like, if you were to show someone getting a hole drilled in them with a drill bit would be a wide shot where you see would the, be, the come, guy... Come to my house while I'm doing some woodworking project <laughs> and then watch me freak out. Um, <laughs> would be showing the guy holding the drill and the guy getting drilled in the same frame you know, while the drill is going into his body. But this is like, it literally is just a close up of, you know, you can't even tell if it's like his leg or his arm or anything. Meat. It's just a piece of fabric that drills through and there's blood and guts yeah. that are on the other side. Um, so, and then probably one of the most intense effects is when the guy like cuts him a couple times. He's like, all right, you're free to go. Do you remember this part? Yeah. And he gets up. He's like, okay. He gets up to go and he realizes his his entire Achilles tendons on both legs are sliced through and he 
and it's a close-up of that. Yeah, it's, Ugh, that is one of the most disturbing images. That and the uh, the eyeball getting cut off are the most like gory scenes of the movie, where you're like, Jesus Christ. Uh, but it's super effective, and it's it gives you enough like space in between them. Kids, where- your father's going to be just fine. Okay, everybody, put on your corpse handling gloves. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so we know that Josh is dead. Like he's he's a goner, and then it goes back to Paxton, and he wakes up in the bar, and all of a sudden, like, okay, now both of his friends are gone. And so this is where, like, he's like, what the fuck is actually going on? And he goes back to the hostel, and they had checked him out of the room. They said, oh, yeah, you called earlier in the day. It's like, no, yeah, I, you're checked out, buddy. Like, no, I didn't. I, I've been locked in a room. Like, how could I check out? He's like, oh, so don't, don't freak out. We'll get you another room. Yeah, don't worry. And this is like the realization moment, because he goes up to the new room, and the exact same scene plays through yeah. with the girls like he sees them through the perfectly placed mirrors as they're getting dressed and they leave the room they're like we're going to the spa you should come with us to the spa and he's like huh and it's that's not necessarily normal but okay <laughs> but it's it's two different women that's the important part right. is that it's not Svetlana and Natalia it's, it's two other chicks and you're like wait a minute right and so he realizes something's going on and he finds Natalia and basically like browbeats her into like I'm sick of this shit show show me where my friends are and she's like oh okay you Uh, want to see I show you I show you fine we go we go he's at an art show like you we can take you to an art show and this is where it's really interesting because the previous time you've seen the girls like they're slightly more um off put or they're more distant and they're like not acting as like just completely 100% DTF. Yeah. Um, and then now when you see him, like it's very subtle. They, they literally look worse. Like they look tired. Right. Well, in they, these scenes, cause like the makeup isn't as good. They look like much more, you know, dark circles under their eyes. It's subtle. It's not like they look ugly. No, but it's very subtle, like, trans- it goes from idealized porn version of Slavic women to Slavic women. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So. Horror! <laughs> it's really subtle. And then they take them to you know, the supposed art show. And it it's just really off-putting because she's acting weird. She's more impatient. She's like, all right, I'm sick of this shit. And they, they get they get there, and this place is just a... Uh, it's just an old abandoned industrial building. Yeah, it looks like a former nuclear power plant or something. But, but there are definitely people there. Going in and out, commerce is occurring. There's a ticket booth that's like... Hey, what's the cost to get into this fucking art show? And the guy's like, for you, my friend, free. Yeah. And they, he asks one of the patrons coming out, I was like, how is it in there? What's it like in there? And he's like, be careful, man. You could, and and he leaves it hanging on, be careful. He's like, be careful in there. You could spend all the money you have. He's like, yeah. What? 
Oh, okay. I guess it is an art show. I guess art is abnormally expensive. So this is a bit of trivia. That Asian guy that he talked to that told him that. Is that James Wan? That is the director of Audition. So Audition was um, an inspiration for, for Eli Roth, which I've heard several times, like, you should see Audition. And he said one of the reasons it was an inspiration why he tried to emulate it is that it's it starts off as one thing and ends as another. Like it's not like a hundred percent horror movie. Mm. It's like mm. it's got a whole story. Anyways, that director was that Asian guy coming out of the oh place. Um, so they go in and like the the part that sticks with me from my original viewing, what I remember about this film was as he's getting dropped off, Natalia laughing. Right. Just like she's she knows something that he doesn't. Yes. And that was so for some reason that was like one of the most disturbing parts. I was like, oh. What's happening? Something's very like is that he's being preyed upon, you know. Yeah, it's interesting the way this movie sets itself up, right? Because the he knew it was going to create a splash and there was gonna be talk, but he named it hostile. So you're thinking Oh, this is going to be a bad thing that happens at a hostel. But you're yeah. thinking hostel, and then well, you, when you when you watch the trailer, it doesn't show anything about the first half of the movie. It's literally all shots in that basement, like torture chamber area. Where it's, it's very obvious that like this is like Saw. This is a torture porn horror movie. But then there's in the movie there's a lot of very clever sleight of hand to keep you like wait what wait, wait yeah huh? wait. Hot. And levity. We didn't even talk about the little gang of ki- little kids. Oh yeah, the little gang of kids. That, oh, they're the they're one of the the coolest characters in the movie. <laughs> yeah. This little gang of of little kids who are pronounced danger, like legitimately very dangerous yeah. kids, like, because they they're the most dangerous part because they don't give a fuck. They don't care about anything. We don't care about anything. Lebowski, we're nihilist. Um. Yeah, and so you always give the kids what they ask for because yeah. they will fuck you up. Right. So yeah, yeah, I mean there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff mixed in here. Moments of levity, like like uh titillation. Um <laughs> I think we've covered that. Did we? Ew, David. Can I see one today? Yes. <laughs> um, good good cut. So um w- so now he's caught in this thing. Like he gets clob clobbered over the head and all of a sudden he's in the chair, you know, bolted to the ground. And we see kind of like, this is where the banality of evil comes in, which makes it more interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. To where. Yeah. That he almost sets it off as being far more disturbing. Right. Because you realize like, oh no, this is not like the German guy's house know, house. This is like a whole warehouse. It's a whole hostel for people. Of, yeah, for people to torture other people. Right. Because he's walking through and he's looking at all these scenes of torture and stuff happening. He's like, what the... F-? Oh, wait, that's that's after. Anyways, so he... the This guy's brought in and it's very obvious that this guy like paid money for this experience to torture Paxton. Right. And he paid more because he was American. Right. And... um. I mean, from that point on, it's it's scenes of like torture and like showing 
you the scope and scale of what's going on in this warehouse. Um, Paxton escapes, of course, in a pretty great scene. How did you feel about the chainsaw scene? Oh, yes. I'm trying to remember exactly my thought process. Um, Okay, first of all, the chain was on the saw. That's Uh a lot of movies will show you chainsaw scenes without the chain on the bar. And that takes me out because there's no chain on that saw. Uh You you need – the bar doesn't just cut. There's a chain that wing wheels around it. So that was realistic. Uh, I used I used to use chainsaws a decent amount uh-huh. for my job. Anyway, uh, how pre- sharp was the chainsaw, David? Could you tell? Sharper than any chainsaw could ever possibly be, because okay. it cut people like a like a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> and chainsaw wounds are ghastly, gaping, massive maws of just just flesh torn apart. In it doesn't look like a knife cut. Uh-huh. It looks like an explosion happened within your body. And okay. Okay. And uh-huh. lots of, but anyway, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was crazy. And, uh, and, you know, I, it, the one thing that wasn't real about it was the chainsaw's throttle got stuck when mm-hmm. it landed on the ground and it just kept, you know, mm-hmm. which maybe, I don't know, maybe it was a shitty old chainsaw that had been used to cut dozens and dozens <laughs> of people apart. So who knows? I knew you'd have insights on the chainsaw. Mm-hmm. I, I had to ask. Yes, yes. So yeah, this is, this is another like, it doesn't take much for me to really respect a movie. And this is <laughs> Yes, it does. This, it takes a tremendous amount. No, it's it's like little touches. Okay. Like the little touches add up to where like that is a unique moment that's perfect. So what I would say that with this is um the yeah. cha- there's a chainsaw accident. He gets both his he gets two fingers cut off and the handcuffs get cut off and he, that's how he's able to escape. And then as he's escaping, as he escapes the chair and starts running off, he stops, turns around, and he's like, and he picks up his two fingers. Yeah. And so there's this little drama with him like, but wait, maybe I can get these two fingers reattached. I'm glad I'm glad that you're focusing on this scene specifically because it's making me remember things that I really enjoyed about this scene that I thought was this I thought this scene was gonna be make this movie irredeemable. I thought this was uh-huh. but it turned out to be the most redeeming part of this movie. Because there's lots of nuances like that piled into this one scene where this German guy wants to torture an American guy. Wants to torture Paxton because he's American. And the the Slovakian oh, yeah, guard yeah. comes in. He's like, talk. And Paxton's like, what do you want me to say? And he goes, there, confirmed, American. There's your money. So that's why you're paying so much more for this guy. Okay, have fun. The The German guy starts getting ready. But the German guy, you can tell, isn't psyched up. He isn't in the proper mind space to be torturing somebody quite yet it feels kind of weird about killing someone. he you can tell that he's going through something in his head and he's excited though he's excited but he's also got to psych himself up it's like nervous energy it is a lot of nervous energy and uh and at some point he gives too much of himself away and he says something in something in german at this point in the movie it's been established that paxton can speak fluent german paxton starts talking to this guy in his native language, he's like, "Look, you need like he's." She just starts talking to him in German, and the Ger- and this this fucks with the German guy. Yeah. The German guy's like, "Oh God damn it!" Now I and feel he, empathy for and this. And he stops kid. and he leaves the room. He's and like, you can, "There's a beat though." Before he stops, he's like, 
am I gonna am I gonna not torture this guy? Do I care now about this guy who's right. taken time to learn German? He's clearly not a quote unquote ugly American in the way I thought he was. He knows my native language. And then he just throws his hands up in frustration. He goes down the hall and he gets the gu- and you think, oh, Paxton, maybe Paxton talked himself out of this. Well, the guard comes back with a gag and gags Paxton so that this guy can get his rocks off killing <laughs> right. Paxton. It's very uh, humaning yeah. kind of feel to the whole thing. Yeah. So, I mean, the yeah, lots of little touches like that. So that the fingers, the little kid gang, like all that stuff does not need to be in this movie at all. And it's like. Just tell it just shows the level of creativity yeah and the amount of like enjoyment you can see like the enjoyment that he got from coming up with this stuff yeah it's very enjoyable to me you guys should tweet this episode at eli roth see if we can get a little a little nod from him or something like that this would it would be great because i i really do think that if anyone knows eli roth have him reach out to us have us people reach out to our people just tweet him just just bombard him with shit Oh, who knows? Maybe we'll get an interview with Eli Roth between now and the time this episode is released. That'd be fucking great. Um, so that happens, and then he gets carted off, and he sees like kind of the whole extent of this operation. There's like this hunchback butcher that's cutting up people, and like this little drama of his. He's fingers. like the dish kid at a at a restaurant, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you see like people hosing down walls of blood, which is kind of interesting because. The entire place is covered with, like, mold and moss, but for some reason, oh, no, we can't have blood on the walls. That'd be unsanitary. <laughs> they just kind of lightly water it down. They don't actually, like, get a pressure washer right. on any of this shit. Um, so he escapes, and then there's another, like, good moment where you see the extent of it, because he finds the locker room, and he meets this other American that's there to be a patron. Another fabulous character yeah fabulous i love this guy yeah this guy was exactly the kind of guy who i who i would expect to see in here right and he's like asking him like how it was and what should i do how should i kill the guy i was thinking about doing it quick with a gun and he's like no i'm not gonna do it i gotta you know i gotta get my money's worth you know and he sees uh paxton finds this card this business card which is called um Something, something to hunt. Uh, elite hunting. Yeah. And on the back of it, it just basically said a couple different nationalities and prices. Yeah. So Americans was most expensive. It was 25000 Yeah. Local is the cheapest. Yeah. I mean, 25000 seems very reasonable to me to torture and kill an American. I guess. I mean, I haven't really priced it out much, but I mean, my gut reaction is like, yeah, that's pretty good. How much would you pay? This will be used against you in the court of law. Like a thousand dollars. That's it. <laughs> no, I think twenty five. Just to be clear, I wouldn't pay to murder and torture someone. I just, think twenty five grand is reasonable. <laughs> so he breaks out, and then he finds as he's about to escape, he hears you know one of these Japanese girls that he met at the hostel, and he goes and saves her. And that's like the eye. That was a scene. that was a pretty tough part. 
it's very simple. Like it just shows like a guy with a blowtorch blowtorching her eye socket. Hey man, what are you doing in here? Get your own room. I paid for this. Yeah. And the, and then and then and Paxton's like, no, David. Honestly, David, it's like a witch's house in here, David. It's like a witch's house in here. So they escape. They make it to the train station. There's one last like kind of moment of tragedy where she sees her, her face mangled in the reflection then she commits suicide yeah but he cuts her eye off for her which yeah. i didn't understand why and then yeah it does make sense make why does sense. the pus pulse out of like it's, like like your eye the your your the, the whole thing doesn't make a lot of sense your occipital nerve as it turns out isn't is just full of pus <laughs> like it's connected directly to your brain yes but also lots of pus under high pressure well the pus is where the light goes <laughs> How it's, else are you going to get light to your brain? It's pretty opaque to let light through. Well, I mean, obviously you don't know enough about anatomy. Ew, no, David. So he escapes. And then the last moment is him getting his revenge. Then, like, the last couple scenes is a revenge movie where he finds Salad Fingers, dude, and uh, he murders him in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's very satisfying ending. Yeah. Very so, satisfying. I mean, this whole movie, it takes you a lot of places. It sure does. And it, I can't say that anything pulls me out of it. Like, it was very engaging the whole time. Even though I've seen it, I was, I never checked the time on it. I was yeah, like, no. I was like, it was a good experience throughout because it's so uh, varied. Nothing overstays its welcome and stuff hap- is developing yeah. at every moment. Yeah. Something is getting stacked onto it. So, even just like little subtle things, like the girls changing slightly. Yeah, the people are very peopley, um, yeah. and and the little kids come into the end as well. It's a great ending with the little kids because he he basically pays them off with candy to brutally murder the guards that are chasing him. Oh yeah, there's also a scene where he they run- cave their heads in. He runs over the Natalia and Svetlana with the car. That was a great moment. That was very Pulp Fiction. I mean, that's straight out of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Good, good, good stuff. Uh, who would you recommend seeing this? Uh, you know, I'd say if you're overly squeamish about gore, then you probably... I mean, then this will work well on you. You know, it, it's... And it's not as bad as... It's, you know, but... I'm almost not comfortable giving movie recommendations in this show anymore because I'm so I'm so fucked out, you know? I I just think it's a great movie. I think everyone should see this movie if you enjoy horror movies. Like it's it's a good movie for sure, yeah. Yeah. So, um let's move on to taglines. Here's Tagline. Old perennial favorite taglines. Taglines is a bit where we come up with alternate taglines to the movie we are reviewing. So, I'll start. How How many do you have? Uh, four. Good. You, yeah, you go first. Hostile. There's something wrong about this hostel. I just can't put my fingers on it. <laughs> okay. 
<laughs> the fingers. Yeah, yeah, he lost yeah, the fingers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Hostile. Slovakia is where women with anime proportions come from. <laughs> Hostile. Evil. Torture. And shared bathrooms. <laughs> Hostile. I'd probably sign up to be brutally murdered if it meant having drugged up sex with those ladies. Seems kind of like a win-win. <laughs> yeah. Hostile. Still kind of worth it. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, hostile. This hostile is too hostile. <laughs> boo, 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 boo. Hostile. Why is it every hostile you go to, you got to wonder where the shower is? <laughs> I get there. And I'm like, hey, where's the shower? And they're like, it's four doors down on the left. You got to go out of the hostel. You got to go into the hotel next door and knock on somebody's room to get into their shower. I've never actually been to a hostel. That's wow. not an experience I've had. I have. They're fine. How accurate is this? <laughs> uh, you would be very surprised. Very accurate. Uh, hostel. It's like a hotel, but with an extra S for sex. <laughs> <laughs> Save the best for last. Uh, that was a good one. Like, all right. But because of the way hotel is spelled. Yeah. Um, that's our episode for today. Thank you for sticking out and listening to us talk about horror movies. Please, if you like the show, share it with a friend. If you want to help us get more visible, one way to do that is to leave a review and rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, lots of different ways you can support the show. Go to Horror Movie Talk. Um, you can click through the buttons in the banner to either go to Amazon and buy the stuff you're already going to buy or go to our Patreon, become a patron, and get the special perks and our appreciation. Yeah, don't listen to those commercials. Get on our Patreon. Get the commercial-free edition, baby. So, until next time, um, you can give us a call at 682-253-4468. Beautiful. To leave us a voicemail. Beautiful. We'll see you later. We love you. Bye bye. Bye. Looking for a podcast full of burps and gas, perverted cast, skinny and fat? Look no further. Horror movie talk is accidentally funny, begs to donate money, fake sponsors for dummies, and so much more. New episodes every hump day. They'll pickle your dickle for foreplay. Patreon members have it your way. Vote for a movie every month for the review. Chopper chopper, don't just stare at it, eat it like a taco. Put your tongue through the phone, hoodie Picasso. Look at them hot kids, swear not a pedo. Got me too, with Cosby eating jello. Pudding pop done, gave Bryce flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Bryce Hansen, look at them hot kids, Chris Henson, masturbate with a crucifix, exorcist, face huggers, chest bursters, alien, Linda Blair peed on Sigourney Weaver, I know it's true cause it came from social media, Patrick Bateman can't understand you, stab you to death for rotten apple reviews, opinionated podcaster with a doctorate, Spookology, doctor of philosophy, bad gastritis, knee colostomy, turn Patreons into human centipedes, David Doobie Day, scare no no expert, a global fucks hard, professional sex expert, afterpods, taglines, and porno flicks, American Psych.
flatulence. Train addict, addict Dave doesn't give a shit. One through ten, is it horrible or excellent? Oil me up, daddy is dinner rubs. Nothing good happens in the woods. Always get more than you bargain for. Got a pickle to dickle. Machines tickle bitties. Portland, Oregon, and organs, Corona, COVID, curse, Lorona, Green River Killer, because reasons, hallway of poop, monster kids, screaming, ain't your ordinary dingleberry itinerary, 30 days shutter and jump scares, ain't fucking scary, time for the spoilers with jokes and tropes, use their white socks to catch their loads, to show them one titty, pretty, Paganism, you should worship. They Teflon dicks. Pacific Northwest, let them see one breast. Shifty ass, they spooky. Poor man's digress. Bugsy. HMT. Horror movie talk. Hold on, they don't like Halloween. Fuck them. Can I see one today? Yes.